0: your challenges don't define you. How you deal with them does. So are you ready to recover from reality? Okay, we're doing a solo episode from my house. We're going to do a story time episode. So there's no intro today. And hopefully my kids remain quiet as we work through this episode. So A few weeks ago, I swear on my drives, when you guys drive, do you just ever get like stream of consciousness where you're like, oh my God, like downloads from the universe. That's me when I'm driving. Um, So I had to pull over and stop driving and I jumped on Instagram live to talk about this story. And when I said it, I was like, oh my God, I've got to put this up on the podcast because it is so powerful, and profound. And so I decided to share it with you guys. You know, my show, when I had my show, it was known for a lot of things, for the bling ring, for my drug addiction, for the chaos, for the glamour, but also about the fact that we practiced the secret, also known as law of attraction or the science of mind. And, you know, I was raised in this philosophy. It's interesting. I talk about my mom's spiritual bypassing and how many in the spiritual community and a lot of people that I even follow online dive into these more new age or Eastern modalities like meditation and and Buddhist practices and Reiki and sound bath. Because it does, it makes you feel better, but they're not really doing the deep work. And that pretty much summed my mom up. But I want to talk to you guys about how we did attract the show through the law of attraction and how that all blew up and ended up being the best thing that ever happened to me. So I grew up in this philosophy And even though I was really broken and had so much trauma, I would always go back to my spiritual roots whenever I felt like my life was falling apart. I remember running away with my mom's friend to an ashram. And I remember the first day walking into that ashram and being like, oh, these are my people, like this is where I belong in nature with these people, meditating in all white and, and wearing these clothes and eating this food and in this community. So I definitely had moments of that, but I had at this point when we started working actively to attracting the show into our lives, I had been working in the industry for a little while and I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew I needed to do something. I had graduated from high school. I really didn't want to go to college (laughs) and I wanted to make it big in Hollywood. Like that was my goal. There were so many misconceptions around how I got my show. A lot of people think that my involvement with The Bling Ring actually got me the show, but that's not the case actually. And so my mom, my sisters and I, every single morning would get together after we smoked a big bowl of weed (laughs) and we would stand in our living room and we would say, oh my God, I wish I had the copy of this two page long affirmation, but we would get together and it basically to sum it up, it would say, we're working in the entertainment industry earning upwards of $150,000 a year for the benefit and the good of humanity. And we said this every single day. And so when I remember coming home and telling my mom about meeting Dan, who was the guy that discovered us, and she was like, this is it, it worked. And it was interesting because the original premise of pretty wild was that we were kind of the alternative crunchy version of the kardashians and so here we were we <laughs> sold our show and when i tell you guys i'm not lying we got the exact dollar amount that we said in the affirmation and i this wasn't years later this was a few months later <laughs> we called the show in and We were so excited. And then, of course, on the second day of filming, everything, it blew up, right? Because I was arrested. And so I was arrested and I went on. And from the outside perspective, everyone would go, well, this is the worst thing ever. Like, (laughs) if you looked at my life back then, being a 19-year-old heroin addict fighting for her life, Um, through this court case on national television, you'd be like, girl, like, this is, this is a mess. This is not good at all. (laughs) But as you guys know, who have been loyal listeners and who know my story, um, it ended up being the best thing that ever happened to me. So, and here's what's interesting. The end of that affirmation was that We would be doing this show to benefit humanity. And affirmations always end up coming completely true because here I am today helping thousands upon thousands of people with the work that I do through this podcast and through my treatment center and through my online course and through my book. But I think we should talk about manifestation and about why that transpired the way that it did. I think it's really funny. I recently joined TikTok and <laughs> and you know, you see these law of attraction videos where they're like pointing up to like here's how you attract. You say your affirmation, repeat it every day, write it down, meditate, and voila, it will happen. And while that might be your process, and if that's your process, amazing. What I've realized is that if the reason why my show blew up was because I had so many undealt with subconscious belief systems and so much trauma that it couldn't really fulfill itself. I couldn't benefit humanity. Sure, I could get a show. Sure, I could get the exact dollar amount, but everything needed to blow up. So that way, I could benefit humanity in some way. Hey, friends, my name's Olivia Perez, and I'm an entrepreneur, journalist, and the host of the Friend of a Friend podcast. Every Monday, I meet with some of today's youngest and brightest entrepreneurs to make space to tell their stories and shine a light on who I believe to be the next generation of luminaries. I'll interview up-and-comers and and game changers from brand builders to personalities, activists, artists, and thought leaders from around the world. Each episode lets you be a fly on the wall during one of the greatest pep talks, like a conversation between you and a friend or a friend of a friend. See you there. So, you know, I think that a lot of times when we're talking about manifestation, we can't really talk about it without actually discussing how that programming can hinder us living our best lives. And, you know, in in my experience, healing really takes place. You've got to work from the ground up and our subconscious mind is kind of like the basement, right? It's the root of all of our belief systems and You know, I said this on the live and a lot of people told me they started crying. So fair warning if you do. But what if I told you that you're not who you actually think you are? What if I told you that the vast majority of people who are walking around on this planet actually don't know who they are at all? Because here's the thing. When we're born... We're born perfect. We are pure souls that have incarnated into bodies perfectly designed by God or the universe or Goddess or whatever you want to call it. And we're a fresh slate, right? And we pick the parents we pick, and we're here to have a journey, our soul's journey. And we're here to grow and learn. But here's the thing. Unless you had the perfect parents. And when I say perfect, I mean perfect. I mean really in tune with their generational trauma and their family's history. Parents who have done the work. Parents who are Healthily attached, who are loving, who are bonded to their children, parents who aren't stressed, parents who have the emotional maturity and capability to support their children to express themselves and to not see them as lesser than, but to see them as equals, as perfect, knowledgeable little beings for you guys to learn from each other and with each other and for them to teach you nothing except for survival techniques for you to become your own individualized person. The truth is very little people have that experience. Most people have parents who are imbalanced and imperfect and super stressed out (laughs) and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So here's the thing. The subconscious mind I've been talking about it a lot lately about our brains and how it works and the importance of this, but I cannot stress it enough because this is the work. This is the thing that set me free. Once I unlocked this door, it was like everything clicked. All of the Reiki I had done, all of the yoga sessions, all the therapy sessions, all of the EMDR, all of the TMS... Every single thing clicked into place when I figured out the root of all of this, right? So from zero to seven, we develop our belief systems and they're a product of our environment they are a product of what we see and hear and witness and experience as children and it shapes our world view for the rest of our lives now the vast majority of the population goes on to live on automatic pilot the rest of their life. Like this is just who they are. And they don't even realize like that these are not their thoughts. These thoughts developed and they learned them from their their learned behaviors, right? And they're learned thoughts and they're not really our own. Very few people, you guys are the, <laughs> in quotes, woke ones. I now hate that term, who are doing the work to question these things, right? And so, you know, around the age of 12 or 13, we start noticing that we have these thoughts, right? And so our are those core beliefs, those subconscious belief systems turn into our thoughts. Our thoughts turn into our words and our words become our experience. That's how it works. It shapes our worldview. It shapes the way that we have relationships with people. And so what... <laughs> What I'm trying to get at is that when that really sets in, many go, holy shit, who am I? Who am I? I think one of the hardest parts of my course isn't the beginning where we do the deep dive into the subconscious belief systems. It's when people realize that they don't really even know who they are and that everything that they've thought might actually not be true for them. I mean, that is profound. It's almost like we have to go through the process of unlearning, unlearning and rediscovering who we really are. And so when people talk about manifestation, And, you know, at the end of each week's episode, I do an affirmation, right? I am worthy of love, or, you know, my body and my mind are healthy, or whatever. And affirmations are great. I think that having a positive mindset is an incredible tool. I think being mindful in general is an incredible gift. But if you can say, all day long, I'm worthy of love and want a healthy relationship. But if your core belief system, because of what you experienced as a child is, and you might not even know that this is your core belief system because everybody, and I mean, everybody for the most part is operating on automatic pilot. When I say automatic pilot, I mean, you're just going through life, like coasting, like you're not present in your life. Like you wake up, you do the same routine You're not focused, yada, 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 right? We do the same old thing every single day. How many people are truly present enough that when they're in a conversation with someone, they're not a million different places, right? Very few. And so if we are saying the affirmation, but our core belief system is that, you know, love is conditional and that I'm not worthy of it, or I was only worthy of it if I performed a certain way or acted a certain way or whatever it might be, then it doesn't matter how many times you say that you're worthy of love. Your core belief system will always outweigh your affirmation. And that's just the truth. Because those negative subconscious belief systems are our work. That's, that's the work that we have to get through in order to self-actualize, to realize who we really are, which to be honest is a never-ending, you know, problem that we're trying to solve. But at least we're on the path, of finding out who we are and what we like and what we don't and what we want for our lives and what we don't. So going back to my experience of manifestation and with calling things into my life, I think about it in like the view of like energetic match, like every single thing on this planet is energy. We're energy, That's moving very rapidly. Everything is energy. And so, you know, if we're still acting out on certain behaviors or are doing things unconsciously that we're not even aware of, then we're not a match necessarily for these things that we're calling into our lives. And so what happens is we might actually, by saying these affirmations, be calling in situations into our lives that are mirrors for us. And it's often very chaotic. This is literally my show and my experience and how everything blew up, was I needed those experiences in order to heal. And so we call in these Chaotic relationships or drama into our lives, so that way we can face the things that we need to face in order to really heal. And so, like I said, you know, it really it is a gift. It is a gift. All of the pain, all of the hardships, all of the challenges were a gift. Someone asked on I did like an ask me anything box on my Instagram someone's like well what's one of the more recent things that you've manifested in your life so I had this big Tahoe and I had the Tahoe I've had two Tahoes now one burnt down in the Woolsey fire when we lost all of those houses and then I got another one because I loved the second row how it had those captain seats so there was a um, Two seats in the front and then two seats in the middle row so you can pass through the center to get to the third row. And I liked that because that way, with car seats and stuff, if somebody needed to access my third row, I didn't have to move a car seat around to like flip down the seat so someone could get in the back. And so I've been driving this Tahoe forever. And when I was a stay at home mom, it was great. And then when I started really driving a lot, I realized that the car was not ideal. I was driving back and forth to LA and I was like, I do not like the environmental impact of this car. I do not like spending $600 a month of gas on this car. I don't want this car anymore. I don't want this car anymore. Here's the problem. I was one year into my three-year lease with that car (laughs) And so I was like, I guess I'm just, you know, gonna have to figure out a way to get out of this lease. And then I thought to myself, you know what? Maybe not. Let's just see what happens. So I start looking at different cars online and I'm like, thinking about this Chrysler minivan that's a hybrid and, you know, and it has the pass through seat and all the storage and the room for the stroller and the whole thing. And, but I was like, you know what? I'm not a minivan mom. And, and that's okay. And here's the thing that I also talk about often with my girlfriends is you get to set your minimums. You get to set like what you're comfortable with. I was not really comfortable with a minivan. Like I didn't want a minivan. And that's okay to say. I'm not a minivan driving mom. I get it. I think they're amazing. I just personally am not a minivan mom. And that's fine. That's There's nothing wrong with saying that. And so I I think, you know, it was just a couple of months later that, maybe two months, I just kept thinking every day as I was driving to work, I was like, there's something better than this. I don't know what it is, but there's something better than this. Maybe I'll just get a commuter car. Maybe this car will be for the um, my nanny with the kids now that I'm working. And I'll get a little tiny Prius and I'll drive back and forth to work in the Prius and I'll get to keep my Tahoe. But I just kept going, no, no, no. Some I'm I'm calling in something, this or something better, this or something better, this or something better. Well, Evan calls me from work and he goes, Hey babe, I have a question for you. And I said, Okay, yeah. And he goes, We had to let, you know, one of our employees go and There's this Tesla, it's a Model X, and it has a pass through in the middle row. And I don't know how you feel about this. And mind you, I hadn't talked to Evan at all (laughs) about wanting a new car because he would have been like, Are you crazy? Like, this is your car. And (laughs) so he goes, What do you think about trading? Giving us, we we need your Tahoe for work, basically, to move clients around. What do you think about trading your car for the Tesla Model X? <laughs> and I was just like, okay, that's great. Thank you. Thank you, Universe. <laughs> like just knowing exactly what I need. And now I pay zero dollars in gas. And my environmental impact is so low. I think that when we're talking about manifestation, one thing that comes up a lot, and so many people wrote this in the Ask Me Anything box, is the idea that wanting more or asking for more is somehow selfish. And I just want to pause right there because... That in itself is such a crazy belief system that we should just be grateful for what we have and shut up, especially as women. We need to question that to our core, to our core. Because my argument would be, no, we actually need more powerful women on this planet than men. We need more female millionaires on this planet than there are men because women inherently think about humanity and about peace, not about power. They're more open to spreading their wealth and their wisdom and their love on this planet. And that was a huge thing for me. I just did an entire course online I'm all about online courses. I love them. I've been doing them for years and years and years. But I'm doing this course all about money manifestation because I still, even through doing my own work and all of my subconscious belief system work, I wanted to do this course not because it's anything new that... I didn't already know, but because this woman, her energy is like a cheerleader. She's like, no, I'll read you some of these notes that I've taken. I've got my journal next to me because I need that. I need that cheerleader. I'm I'm trying to level up, you know, in my in my life, um, in business right now. And I was having a lot of hangups because of those you know my issues with with money growing up i think a lot of people also think that i grew up in a lot of money and you know it's interesting because when i grew up my dad was homeless for many years and we we struggled a lot but anyway i was doing this course and this is the type of stuff that i personally need to hear like my course is much more like you know just how I am which is very like calming and reassuring and this is the work and this is how it works and da 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 no but this this chick is like a cheerleader and she says stuff like who needs to see you level up you know holy fuck I just had an x dollar amount month you know like oh my god it was so easy so she's just like giving me these affirmations that I really vibed with her and I was like, I need to do this course. And it was pretty fucking great, I will say. You know, oh my God, I just hit another 100,000 download month. You know, I deserve to be compensated because my work is of high value to the planet. Things like, oh my God, it feels so good to give. Things like that. So I'm still in the work. The work is... (laughs) never ending. And it feels good to be in the work because like I said, sometimes I'll sign up for a course or listen to a talk or whatever, just because I need to feel that like (laughs) that cheerleader in my corner who's like, hell yeah, girl, you've got this. Okay. So some, some of the questions I got what are the most efficient ways to reprogram our subconscious mind and live a more meaningful life? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think I've done a lot of courses and I've gotten a lot of feedback. And, you know, you can take this as self-promotion and I don't really fucking care. There is nothing out there like my course. There's just not. It is the more most in-depth, most profound way, in my opinion, to really do this deep dive. What do you do when you're stuck and you just keep playing over negative thoughts? Well, you need to identify like what is at the root of that thought. So that thought is coming from somewhere. So for me, I would start tapping And I love doing emotional freedom technique tapping. I've been talking about it all the time. I go into depth about how this works and what we do and give tapping scripts and all the things in my course. Um, Also on my Instagram, there's a brief IGTV video that talks about tapping, but um, I would either start journaling through it or try to identify what the core belief is and then move on from there. And just, it's kind of like an onion. You have to keep peeling back the layers to get through it. Because again, (laughs) I want you guys to say an affirmation in your head right now that is what you want. Like I am deserving of an awesome job where I make upwards of $70,000 a year. Okay. If I said that to you, or whatever your number is, whatever your limit is, immediately your head is gonna go, there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. That's what you're repeating in your head all day long. But my my question to you is why do you want to keep repeating that to yourself all day long? Why do you want to live in that space? You can set yourself free right now. You can absolutely set yourself free right now. The work is not easy, the work is often dark the work is scary. The work is rough. It's a lot of work, but it's worth it. I would hate for you guys to end up at 65 or 70 years old with all of your unprocessed trauma and belief systems and family systems and generational trauma and yada, 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 and the tape playing in your head at 70 years old and go, why didn't I fucking deal with this? Why didn't I deal with this? Any manifestation techniques for when you're laying in bed before you fall asleep. This is the most important time to manifest. So when your brain is in this state, it is the most powerful thing in the world for you to not just manifest, but to feel what it feels like to live in that experience that that you want to be in. Because I don't, actually know how to explain this Joe Dispenza does a much better job than I do but yeah being in that state before you go to sleep is really so profound we just passed Easter and I was listening to Dr. Michael Beckwith who I'm obsessed with if you're not familiar with agape might I suggest that you take a little look um But he was just talking about how in our life experience, we can often feel overwhelmed by the chaos of the world and the way that we are constantly being hit over the head over and over and over again by pain or tragedy or challenges or whatever it might be. And we go, oh, why me? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? And, um, he talked about, you know, when Jesus was on the cross and there was these two men next to him, these two thieves, and one was focused on the past, like, Oh, what have I done? And one was focused on the present saying, what are the present, the the future. One was focused on the future saying like, what will happen to us And Jesus talked about how you can access the kingdom of heaven, a.k.a. peace, like right then and there. And that is my current reality, you guys. I mean, when I, you know, talk about my faith and my experience, like I practice a lot of Buddhist principles and follow a lot of Christian teachings and principles, but I don't take them literally. I apply them to my life. And so, my thought and the thought that Michael Beckwith was preaching on <laughs> the other Sunday was just so profound to me. So, he was saying, you know, that Jesus was focused on the present moment, meaning that, like, you can experience the light of God within us, all around us, the experience of heaven right here on earth, right now, you know, and then, of course, they put Jesus in the cave and all of these huge boulders. And and I think about in my life, all of the boulders that have been placed on me and how many people thought that I would never recover, that I would never heal, that I would never have a comeback, that I would never be able to show my face again, that I would never be able to get through all of the trauma, the sexual abuse, the violence in my household, the all of it, all of it. and. You know, through accessing and through using these principles, I've really just had the most profound experience in obtaining this peace that is in this unshakable faith that it's always going to be okay, that it has always been okay, and that it always will be okay. And I've had to lift some really major, major boulders in my life. But I think about it like this like when Jesus. Died, it was almost like those parts of him, all of those things, they had to die for him to step into his power, right? And for him to show the people that it was possible. And so I think about all of the hardships and all of the chaos and all of the hard things, all of those boulders, all of the weight of all of that. And through these practices, I've been able to lift those up and off and to show people, too, that, that it's possible. And so many parts of me, old parts of me, had to die in order for those boulders to be lifted. So many parts of me, like when I say that this work is not easy, I'm not lying, but it is so, so worth it tips on how to create a mood board and some books you love to read on this topic. So I love a good vision board. I actually haven't made a vision board in a long time, but um, I think I'm going to make one because why not? I'm in quarantine. Some amazing books on manifestation. I actually don't, I haven't read any books on manifestation. I know Gabby Bernstein has a number of them, but I've focused more on books that have helped me heal so I can step into my power. And then I've just used what I've known to be able to manifest what I want in my life. So, on the topic of spirituality, though, Um, Some of my favorite, favorite books are Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now, then Eckhart Tolle's um, A New Earth, Deepak Chopra's book, which is on my bedside table right now, I'm looking at it, um, which is titled How to Know God, and then of course, The Course in Miracles, but that's a year-long commitment. How do you convince yourself that you deserve what you want to manifest. I mean, we kind of dove into that. Like you have to deal with all of your stuff around worthiness. You know what I mean? You have to deal with that. Once you clear that stuff, it'll just be like, oh yeah, I am worthy of, you know, X, Y, or Z. And by the way, today I feel like we focused a lot. Well, we focus on spirituality and personal shifts. But, you know, when I'm talking about manifestation, it's not always about money. It's about <sighs> living the life and attracting the life and becoming an energetic match for the life that you want. So while one person might want to live in a 5,000 square foot house in the suburbs, another person might want to live like a min- minimalist in a, a studio apartment in Los Angeles. All of those things are fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not, one is not better than the other. It's just what you want for your life. I think we're all feeling the intense push to level up in our lives right now. I know that I certainly am we need more powerful feminine energy on this planet. And in order to do that, we have to heal ourselves and to step into our power. And um, I don't care how you do the work. I don't care if it's with an amazing cognitive behavioral therapist. I don't care if it's with a life coach. I don't care if it's in rehab. I don't care if it's, you know, if it's with my course or somebody else's that you feel a better vibe with. All I care about is that you do the work and that you feel inspired to do it now. If you're waiting for your sign from the universe (laughs) that it's time to heal, this is it. It's time. It is absolutely time to do this work. If you have questions about this and you want clarification on anything, please feel free to DM me. I really do my best to respond to all of the DMs. I can't for the ones that are just like, you know, uh, like your top or whatever, (laughs) but I do my best to really respond to the ones, those of you who have questions or who want to connect with me in the DMs. You can also reach out to me in the Facebook group. It's just facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash recovering from reality. We're growing in there. And then also I just started a weekly newsletter that has... Things like book recommendations and podcast recommendations and the affirmation of the week and all of that. So there's many different ways to start on this journey. One thing that I will say that I think is really, really important is that you are your greatest teacher. I'm happy to light the way for you. And if there's any other person that's making you feel like you have to rely on them for help forever, whether that's a therapist, a life coach, or a spiritual advisor, run. (laughs) No, I'm serious. It's nice to have people in our lives that we can bounce information off of. But the goal of any healing process should be for you to tap into your inner guide and to learn how to communicate with him or her or it on a deep and profound level because the answers are all there. They're all there right now, I promise. Um, and by clearing and by doing the work, you're going to be amazed at the downloads that you get <laughs> from your soul about, you know, where you need to go next and what you need to do next and things like that. So with that, I'm signing off. I love you all. Thanks for joining me today and until next week. This week's affirmation is I am courageous and I stand up for myself because I am worthy. And so it is. If you enjoyed this week's episode, do me a favor, head over to the podcast app and make sure to subscribe to us, rate us and leave a review. We have new episodes every Monday and you can follow along with us on Instagram at RecoveringFromReality. Or visit our website at recoveringfromreality.com.